Hey movie lovers, I'm Dan Curry from Game Goose. Do you enjoy listening to sincere reviews of video games? If so, give Game Goose Podcast a shot. My pals, Clinton and Neil, join me in analyzing and dissecting the weekly developments of the video game world. We'll make sure you're up to date on everything video game related, talk about the history of video games, and take a dive into a unique topic every week, such as who are the best video game bosses, or what exactly is video game speedrunning. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, after seeing it, although this week we're doing our special year-end, or technically year-beginning episode, yeah. uh, Top 5, Bottom 5. Here Last year, you guys voted with your fingertips and made this our most downloaded episode, so we're doing it again. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Um, it's very simple. <laughs> this one will be the lowest. <laughs> right. <laughs> 12 listens. It's very simple. Garrett and I have a list of our bottom five films we reviewed for the podcast and our top five films we reviewed for the podcast, and we are now going to talk about those movies. The good, the bad, and the honorable mentions. Oh, boy. Are there honorable mentions? Um, I'll start with my number five. This huh? is for a top. Yeah, top. Top five. Uh, this is the fifth on the list. We'll go to one, right? right. You want to start with honorable mentions? No. Oh, okay. Should we? Or let's do honorable mentions before number one. Okay. All right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna. That's new 2020, everybody. Okay, 2020. Uh, number five for me, Queen and Slim. Ah. Oh my God. I wrestled real hard with putting it on my list. Interesting. Um, only because I did like it. I just, um, well, obviously we know. It was a pretty recent episode. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the movie. It's just when I was thinking about the, the all the films that we saw, for me, it was one of those movies where I haven't talked about it since I saw it. Interesting. And there's like a lot of movies that like I still talk about that yeah. I love. And so I think that I'm using that barometer where like I did really enjoy it, but it didn't stick with me. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It, uh, I think it's, it, I haven't talked about it either. Um, but it stuck with me. I think the emotion of seeing it really mm. stuck with me so much. So it, it hit me so hard, and I yeah. think that's why it, it's on the list. Mm. Also, I'm filled with white guilt. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's 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 another, it's a call to action movie, and still nothing has been done, so it's just, it's it's still in the lexicon, yeah. for me at least. But, Yeah. There's that. That's my that's my number five. Queen and Slim. See it. My number five. This might be a controversial pick. Oh, my no. number five is Joker. Overlord. Oh my. Overlord. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Joker is my number five. Interesting. Yeah. Number five. You know, there's a lot of really good movies that came out last year, um, which I feel like is a good thing. I feel like 2018 was a lot easier to pick a top five. Yeah. Which is not a good thing. Because yes. that means that there wasn't a ton of great movies. But uh, 2019, was it was very difficult to pick a top five. This is why I put Joker at number five on my list. I did enjoy the hell out of this movie. I thought it was very good. I just think... I think... I, I think the hype around it is more legendary than the movie itself. Like, it, there was a lot of controversy before it came out. There's a lot of opinions about it when it came out. Yeah. There's a lot of controversy after it. I think that kind of elevated the movie up higher in people's... Or at least in my mind. Um, uh, the film as a whole I thought was good I thought Joaquin Phoenix was probably going to win an Oscar for it yeah um, but for me it lands number 5 which is not a bad thing there are a lot of great movies this yeah, year yeah that is but true but for me it's number 5 okay that's good um, 
It's higher for me. Uh, I <laughs> I'll do my number four. Um, could be controversial. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Number four. Number huh? four for All me. Right. Um, I love Quentin. I love everything he's done. I love the homage to film. I'm a big film buff. That movie for me, I, I wanted to live in that world. He creates such a fascinating um, atmosphere, mm. and I think for me that like ca- California in 1971 was it? Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Or no, it's 1969, 68. Somewhere around. Late, Late 60s, 60s early, early 70s. 70s. But Jesus Christ, it was so good. I want a longer cut of the movie, and hopefully we will get that. I feel, I'm sure we will. Uh, we all know Tarantino me. likes to shoot a lot. Yes, he does. Um, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Number four. Uh, my number four, John Wick Chapter 3, oh, Arabella. God, I forgot. That is my number four. Um, that movie, those movies just keep getting better. And I like the fact that we're slowly creeping into John Wick being a fucking superhero. Oh, yeah. Like, I like, love it. I like, I don't care. Like, they never established the rules of, like, the world in this world. Yeah. Like, who says that John Wick can't fall from us? 50-story built. I mean, after everything he's been through, I believe it. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is this movie is so grounded in reality that I think a lot of people were turned off. And I think we, at first, even on the podcast, were a little turned off by the ending. Yeah. Um, But the more I sat with it and thought about it, I'm like, they never told us this stuff is impossible in this world. That, but they also didn't tell us this is the end, which is another big problem I had with Rise of Skywalker, is that Mm. they told us it's the end, and they're like, just kidding. Yeah. We're going to establish a whole bunch of other shit. Yeah, they really did. Um, yeah, I mean, I I really like John Wick Chapter 3, yep. but I still think that I like John Wick Chapter 2 more, so it didn't reach the top See, five for me. I don't, I think, to me, John Wick Chapter 3 is my favorite one. Um, I think that, um, I can't remember the name of the guy, but the Iron Chef guy. Oh, he's uh, so good. He's so fan. Just seeing a villain be a straight-up fan of, like, yes, the hero of the it's, movie it's is so such, entertaining. It's And Halle Berry's character and the, the dogs. dogs. Uh, it's just, uh, the movie was the full package. It's it really Samurai is. ninjas on yeah. motorcycles. I love that movie. It, it was is great. really good. Yeah. Um, but That's it's the, it's the same thing. I, I don't think Black Panther ended up on my top five last year. It did. I think it was like number two on mine. For you? Yeah. 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 I don't think it was on mine. Infinity War was on mine. Sure. Um, but yeah. So that was my number four. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yours was John Wick Parabellum. Mm-hmm. Um, three for me. Just saw it. Uncut Gems. Ah. Number three. I was wrestling with putting that one, where to put that one on the list. It, it is. It is so... I didn't think it would be on my top five, but then seeing it, it, and it's it's also because it's so fresh. Yeah, well, yeah. But holy shit, all the performances, the the sound editing, we just covered it on the last episode, but good God, it really uh, just spoke to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really intense. Like camping. I'm a dad. Hey-o. Uh, that's a very good, very good number three pick. Um, my number, I think the, this, this is going to get entertaining when we do the bottom five, I think. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, my number three is Avengers Endgame. Ooh, number um, three. Number three, yeah. Um, I love that movie. That movie is the ultimate example of fan service, and I'm behind it at 150%. Uh-huh. Like, they do everything that gives nerds boners in that movie. Yeah. Um, and I love it. It's a culmination of 10 years of films, 22 films across a decade. They all culminate. This is something that's never been done in Hollywood. So I think this movie needs to be nominated for awards just because of the sheer scale of what they did with yes. this entire MCU. Not because the movie I think is the best movie of the year, but I think if you take the entire cat- library of those films, 
no one will ever do that again. I don't think Marvel will ever do that again. And then, um, I mean, they're going to try, but I don't yeah. think they're going to they're come anywhere near the end. Because they were such pioneers. And I really, I will say, I think that, once again, Martin Scorsese doesn't know what movie he watched. And yeah. that's the problem. Which one? Yeah, that's right. He said he didn't remember which one he watched, right? Yeah, yeah. basically. And it's like, he probably watched Thor The Dark World. <laughs> Thor didn't know what it was at that point. Yeah. And uh, I think that's really what it is. But, I mean, those... All the Russo movies, just... Oh, they're so holy good. They're so good. Shit. I mean, from Winter Soldier all the way up until Endgame. It's just like, the Russos know what the fuck they're Knocked doing. Knocked out of the park. Yeah. Um, so that was your number three. That was my number three. I'm going to do my number two. My number two we've talked about. Joker. Number two is Joker mm-hmm. for me. Um... I'm a big fan of superhero movies. I'm a big, I'm a bigger fan of subverting expectations. You know that about me. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Joker, man, it was like you got the little bit parts from the Batman lore, and I think that it was a really great deep dive into the psyche of a villain. Um, but is he a villain? Is he not? It kept you asking these questions, and it's, it's similar to Uncut Gems, where it's like this person that just keeps getting beaten down, and you're like. Are, am I rooting for this guy? Am I not? It's the anti-hero, and and I know there's a lot of like you know toxic masculinity talk and all that shit, and it's just like, but it's it's still a character. If it was a woman, I mean, there's people that rooted for Charlize Theron and Monster, and you're like, okay, if we're going for the real story, Eileen Wuornos is a piece of trash, yeah. but because it's in a movie, you're like, oh my god, I root for her. No, 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 she's really garbage. Yeah. But so is Joker. I think it's funny that you said anti-hero when talking about Joker, because he is legitimately the villain of that film. I know. One of the many villains in that film. But if you're so beaten down, you know, yeah. it, it's that, it's, what did I say on the pod? I'm like, if you can't relate to this movie, you've never had a bad day. Yeah, you just have. Yeah. I mean, I, I still stand by that. I yeah. think I think it's really, really good. And who knew Todd Phillips could yeah. pull that out yeah, of I, I was and real it, skeptical when they announced him as the director. I was like, Todd Phillips, right? I know. But, but the amount of, like, even, there's one there's one moment in there where, which I think culminates, or not culminates, but um, sums up the whole movie, where he's firing a six-shooter, right? And mm-hmm. seven shots come out. And you can look at that as uh, a mistake in the movie, or you can look at that as, it's coming from the point of view of Joker, so we don't know what's happening. Yeah. And I love... I love a movie that leaves you open-ended enough so you can make your own um, story, so you can figure out what happened or whatever, uh, versus The Lighthouse, which I really did enjoy. I loved everything about The Lighthouse, except for it is so... It's so out there. Like, it's... You really don't know what's happening. Yeah. Go back to listen to that episode. I still feel the same way about that movie. I'd like to see it again. I, I don't think I, I would like to see the movie. Again. I think I like the production more than I like the movie itself. But any Jew. Uh, my number two is um, will make Steven Spielberg really angry because it's a him. Netflix film and Ooh. it's Roma. Oh, I yeah. loved Roma. That movie made me cry. Yeah, um, Roma. It was a beautifully shot film. Wait, hold on. Didn't we put that on our 2018? I don't think so. I think it was January. Well, we shouldn't have because it was came out in January 2019. Oh, but I think it was best episodes that we did of that that year or season. Did we do it like Oscar or what we thought Oscar season was? Do you still have yours written down from that time? I mean, if I do, it's somewhere deep in my phone. I don't know if we put it in the. Oh, my phone's dead. I can't even look. I think that was on the 2018 ones because I put it on mine. But was it? Did I go back too far? Hold on. Roma. Here we go. February 7, 2019. 
wow, I thought I put it on, because I think I was looking at it from like it came out in that time. Because technically we saw Uncut Gems. Whatever, put it on twice, who gives a shit? <laughs> we did the, we did the, how could it be on there? We've, we did the, that episode was January 3rd. I, I think it's because we looked at it, it, was, we t- it technically came out in 2017. It came out Christmas Day, didn't it? Did we put it on the list even though we hadn't seen the movie yet? Is that what it was? No, we had seen the movie. So why don't we do the episode, we did the episode a month later. We did the Roma episode yeah. after that? Roma was February 7th, 2019. Oh, so maybe we didn't. Maybe yeah, I, it must not be on the Maybe list. I forgot. Oh, my God. Okay. I forgot. Roma. Roma. Well. One of the best movies uh, of the year, in my opinion. I mean, I guess it's an honorable mention for me. Um, yeah, I love this movie. It was a great character study. And, if, and when you go back and look at all the details that um, Alfonso Cuaron like, put into that film. Oh, I at, just, I remember. We put it on our, uh, not, not our Oscar nominations. That's what it was. It was on nominations. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Anyway, Um, totally forgot about Roma. God damn it. If you go back and look... If you go back and look at um, all the the little details that are in the house that are actually in Alfonso Cuaron's house when he was a kid, it's insane. Like, apparently, like, production designers are saying you could open up drawers on the set and the drawers would be filled with things. Yeah. Like, there's the amount of detail that goes in that movie that makes the house feel lived in, the family feel like a family. Yes. Um, It was just, everybody had great performances. The the scene where she gave birth to a stillborn, devastating. Uh, Just... Fantastic film, the black and white. It was beautiful. It went through emotions. I'm like getting a little welly right now. Just I mean, that just thinking about that last that last scene where she saves the kid and she yeah. couldn't swim. Yeah. Fuck, dude. And yeah. then that, even that, do you know how much CGI is in that scene? A lot. Because she really can't swim. A lot. It's insane. Like y- Yelitsa, can't remember her last name. If you want to, if you want to, if you like movies and diving into movies, just go into the behind the scenes stuff about the movie Roma. It's insane. It's a great film. Roma's incredible. I forgot about it, but I mean, I mean, well, that'll be in my honorable mentions because sure. I, I guess I didn't go back far enough on our catalog, but... Um, one of my honorable mentions, I'm going to say, uh, Us. All right. Us. Holy shit. That movie was great fun. It was horror. Uh, good twist. I loved Us so much. That's honorable mention. Um, one of my honorable mentions, A Star is Born. Really? Um, I put it on a mention just because I did enjoy the fuck out of it. I listened to the soundtrack for like months after the movie came out. Yeah. Uh, it made me feel things. It was a good movie. It was really sad, but it was a good movie as one of my honorable mentions. Okay. Um, Shazam. I contemplated putting that on the yeah, yeah, That was a really fun movie. That movie was so great, and that was finally DC like balancing comedy and uh, action the way that it should have been. Yeah. And Shazam is a goofy character and I think it really I think it really fit with that. that scene where him and Mark Strong are like in the air and he's like, yes. you're like five miles away, I can't hear you. Yes. <laughs> and he's monologuing, you can't hear a word he's saying. And just the idea of like all of them becoming superheroes and you're just like, now it's like, now it's it's world building but in a good way. It's a good first. A Megan good way? Oh boy. Ah. She's in it. Um, wow, That's that guy really looks like Russell Crowe let himself go <laughs> oh again. Because <laughs> oh, he's already man. let himself go. What a nice guy. Ah. Oh, boy. The nice guys. Um, um, yeah, one more from you, and then... I've actually got two more. Okay, I got, I'll give two more, too. Um, Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah, that's in mine, too. I okay. wrestled with putting that one like on the actual list, but the more I think about it, I did really like that movie. The more yeah. I think about it, to me, it wasn't top five, but it was still like 
really, really good. It's really good, really good performances. Um, and I think the writing is good. I just think it, it's got a little cheese on it, which yeah. I didn't pick up on while I was watching it. Like, some of the things didn't happen. That guy getting trapped in the room didn't happen. Well, him, the way he died didn't happen either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, um, I feel like if Matt Davis' wait, performance... Wait, how, how did he die? He died in a car crash, but it wasn't because, like, the... He was testing? Yeah, it wasn't like he didn't get trapped in it and it caught on fire or something like that. Oh. Like he just died from, like, crash injuries. That oh. was just all for, like, story purposes. Oh. But I, I feel didn't like, even look it up. Oh, I feel I dumb. feel like if Matt Damon's performance was as good as Christian Bale's, this would have made my top five. Yeah. Because Christian Bale blows him out of the water in this movie. Wow. Which is not surprising. He's Christian Bale. Yeah. And Matt Damon was good. But, like, if they were, like, even, I think this movie would have been, like, top three for me, yeah. probably. I just don't think that Matt Damon can become a better actor. <laughs> We've talked about about that, yeah. Um, well, I'll I'll do. Uh, so, how many did you mention? How many honorable? I have one more honorable mention. How many did you give so far? Two. I've given two. Two so far. Well, four V Ferrari is one of mine. You have one more. You said. Mm-hmm. Man, um, I'm gonna give two just for the hell of it. Uh, Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that was an experience. It for was sure. once I retroactively watched it after doing mushrooms yeah, for the first time. I love Midsummer. It's so heartbreaking and just the amount of you have to pay attention. Yeah. And it is it made me feel like sick to my stomach as well as Uncut Gems did. It's that anxiety stuff. And I had done mushrooms before watching the movie, so I really connected on that. But oh god, Midsummer was really good. <laughs> and there's a longer cut, which I'd love to see. Midsummer, that uh, that flower costume was a pretty popular Halloween costume this year. Yeah, it I was. Saw a lot of that. A lot of people saw. I was that. surprised. Um, um, Florence Pugh is just incredible. Yeah, I, I she's love really Florence good. Pugh. She's so good. Um, my uh, last honorable mention is Uncut Gems. Nice. Um, just did the episode last week. You guys heard it. Or when is this episode airing? This is the week after Uncut Gems. Okay, so yeah. We're uh, recording at the same day as Uncut Gems. <laughs> um, yeah, just saw it. Still fresh. Still really good. Um, heartbreaking. Anxiety-ridden. Just a really good hell hell crazy. That's the phrase I want to use to describe that movie. Um, but yeah, that's my honorable mention for 2000. I got one more. Ready or not. Oh, really? <laughs> I fucking love that, that was movie. A re- that ending was so satisfying. That movie is... So great, so fun, um, but it's like it—it's not as good as like top five worthy. But sure. it was so fun watching it. I had a blast. And I was surprised. I, I sprung that one on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't have anything to do that week. I was like, let's go see this one. It looks decent. I, I don't think you even saw it. a trailer, did you? No, yeah. I had no idea what I was walking into. Yeah, and I—I'm very glad. That's another example where it's like you don't have to see the trailer. You should go in blind. I—I I, honestly, I tell you guys all the time, go in blind to movies. Um, so number one, number ones. You want to go first? Sure. Give your first. Your number My one. number one film of 2019. Oh boy, here we go. Once upon a time in Hollywood. <laughs> okay. I love that movie, it's man. Really I good. saw it two more times after we saw it. You did? I did. Yeah. Okay. I, I was... really enjoy it. I bought it on fucking Blu-ray. <laughs> hey, wow. Um, I gotta get it. I love it, man. It's all the reasons that you said too. Like Quentin Tarantino builds a fully fleshed out early 70s Los Angeles that yeah. I want to go live in. It's this cool. Uh, you know, free love kind of generation where you still got the old guard holding on with Leonardo DiCaprio's character, and then you've got like this new hippie movement moving in, and you've got this reimagined history of the Charles Manson. Uh, mm-hmm. the, what's the name of the the, uh, the murders? What are they called? Um, something Drive murders. Cielo Drive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a reimagining of that which he's done a couple times before. Um, 
it's just a great movie. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It doesn't. It's two and a half hours. It doesn't feel like it. It just flies by because you just want to know where this keeps going. I want to see a sequel to this movie. Like, that's I how much too. I really enjoyed this yeah. film. I know Tarantino will never do a sequel to this movie. It wouldn't make any sense. But mm-hmm. it would be fun to do. I just want to live in that world. I want to smoke an acid cigarette and feed a dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rick fucking Dalton. <laughs> you Rick fucking Dalton. I just love that movie. It was my favorite movie. Uh, and I... I I am basing it off the fact that I did see it multiple times in the yeah. because I really loved it that much. Uh, my number one is, we talked about it, Avengers Endgame. Nice. That was one for me. I was going to have Spider-Man Far From Home, but then I, fig- I, like, I had too many superhero mentions. Yeah. And I think that Endgame is, it's, it's so good because it is the perfect follow-up to Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I think it is the exact sequel that that movie needed. And I think they did a great job towing the line between time travel and explaining everything. And it it is repeat viewing worthy because you do pick up on more as you see it again. And the dialogue is great. It's fun. I, I know I've said fun so many times, but I feel like this was just a fun year for movies. Yeah. I feel like it's a very good 2019 good year. I agree. I loved Endgame. Now let's get down to the nitty gritty. Oh, Jesus. Our Here bottom five. The worst movies of 2019 that and we saw in our as podcast. I say that it's a good year for movies, it was also a bad year for movies. There were some bad movies. I will say there were... This, I'm looking at this bottom five list and I went back through and I went, looked at all the movies that came out in 2018. Those movies were worse than these Way ones. worse than these movies, um, yeah. But I, I'll, I'll start? I yes, go ahead. My fifth worst movie of 2019. I'm so excited to hear this. Good Boys. Oh, God. Okay, mine too. <laughs> that movie sucked. <laughs> mine too. That movie was just, it was so boring and uninspired and unfunny and unoriginal. One good line in the whole film is said by a guy who's even in the, he's in the movie like for five minutes. Can't even remember the line. Will Forte. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're my son. I love you very much, but I don't like you right now. <laughs> it's the best line of the movie. Um, but I mean, that's, that movie was so predictable. It was just ugh. And then we—it sucks because we could have seen Booksmart instead. I know. And which, I wanted to see Booksmart, which I still instead. haven't seen, but I've heard is an amazing film. Same. And it's what Good Boys should have been. Good Boys. I found out the this reason. This is also your number five. Yeah, it's my oh, number nice. five as well. I found out why this is uh, so bad because it was originally a script that uh, two people from the office did. Michael Schur. I can't remember, but two people from The Office, they wrote it, and then they had Seth Rogen and Adam Goldberg mm-hmm. come in and do a draft. Evan Goldberg. Evan Goldberg. And then um, he, he, Adam Goldberg does the Goldbergs. Um, Evan Goldberg, he, do, he did a draft, they did a draft, and then uh, just ruined it, put it to shit. So mm-hmm. then they hired two other writers, and then they had to like piece it all back together to try and make a coherent story, so they had to add more to the girls and stuff like that. And it's like, and I still say that the first act is setting up these characters, mm. and then you're like, okay, this could be good. And then the second act is just no one would ever do this in real life. Yeah. And then the third act is I have tapped out. I don't give two shits. And it is, it, it's, it's because you have three different groups of people coming together to make. That's why when you see a movie that has multiple story and screenplay credits, it's a bad sign. Yeah. Sometimes it can work, but more often than not, nine times out of ten, it does not. And this is one of those examples. And it fucking sucks, too. <laughs> sucks. All right. It was a real dumb movie. Speaking of dumb movies, my number four, worst movie of 2019, Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> you like that I do. That movie sucked. <laughs> my, uh, God. my problem with that movie is Disney's doing all these remakes where they play. remake these quote-unquote live-action versions of cartoons. And some of them are good, Jungle Book. Most of them are shit. 
And I don't know why they keep doing that. I mean, I know why. They make a ton of money. But I mean, it was just so uninspired. It felt like a like a movie that Tim Burton passed on twice. Now, that's what yes. it felt like. And then they got Tim Burton to be to do it <laughs> the third time. And it's just it's weird because like it, it feels like it's hitting all the notes of like a classic Tim Burton film, but it's just so uninspired. It's like he just kind of just like it's like if you went to it's like if Van Gogh is a right-handed painter. It's like if he painted a st- like a Starry Night with his left hand. Like that's what I yeah. imagine this movie is. Yeah. Like it's like the idea of Tim Burton's films and like the spirit of like his good stuff, but it's just so not creative. We'll we'll get back to that because um, spoilers. It's on my list too. But my number four is gonna be Cold Pursuit. Really? See, I would contemplate Liam that, Neeson. but I enjoyed that movie because of how bad it was. Oh. Like I, I remember we had a very fun time reviewing that one because yeah. it was so bad. So it was like Overlord for me. Well, you just hated Overlord. I, I did. I think, but it was like it was still fun to watch for how bad it was and over the top. Yeah. But um, I think Cold Pursuit is just a dog shit movie. It is really bad. Laura Dern just leaves him <laughs> just out of nowhere, really. Dude, it was so bad. And Liam Neeson, I mean, it also came right after the whole controversy of Liam Neeson saying that he was, like, targeting black people because they, because, quote, unquote, they raped his uh, yeah. friend. But, um, yeah, that was <laughs> it's just a weird time in society. Yeah, that was like a weird, that movie came out in the middle of that controversy, and he was doing press for that and still doubling down uh, on black people. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, um, double down on 11. So, uh, yeah, Le- uh, Cold Pursuit was just... Yeah, see, I had to leave it off my list because I did. I was thoroughly entertained with how bad that movie was. I mean, I'm trying to think of other ones that I was thoroughly entertained by how bad they were, but uh, we might get to... Okay, so that... I mean, that's number four for me, Cold Pursuit. It's just so bad. Nothing... I will never watch that movie again. <laughs> Uh, number three for me, um, The Lion King. Two Disney movies on it. Yeah. Um, that movie, and I, the reason I didn't put it number one was because it is a technical achievement. Uh, the movie yes. is beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yes. I'll get that out of the way right now. I've never seen a film that's that photorealistic. It's still animated. I put air quotes up for anyone yeah, who can't yeah, yeah. see, all of you. Um, Isn't that funny how I feel like air quotes can translate to how you speak? Yeah. Like, you do say it like... Animated. animated. Like, you know I'm doing air quotes. I didn't now. even do air quotes, but yeah. Well, you know. You this know mo- we are. This movie was animated. <laughs> so, yeah. Technically, it was an amazing film. And I love John Favreau, so I hate bashing anything he does. But we'll get this movie that. blew balls. Mm-hmm. It was boring. It was lifeless. Uh, we've talked about it on the podcast. It's just every character, except for, save for Seth Rogen, who I think was the only person who gave a shit when he was doing voiceovers for this. Like, Donald Glover sounded like he was phoning it in. Beyonce is just a trash actress, apparently. Yeah. Um, it was just not a good movie. And then it's just the whole idea of these animals are so realistic that they cannot emote. So yeah. it's like, you don't feel bad for them, because it's just like, oh, there's two lions, smack them in the face. I don't really, that's, I, that's Nat Geo, baby. Like, I don't <laughs> like, I don't know, I just didn't, this movie did not need to happen, but it made like a billion dollars, so. Oh, God. Um, we'll get to that. But uh, number three for me, is it, was it your three? That was my three, yes. Gemini Man. Oh, see, I didn't put that on my list or my honorable mentions. Really? Mm. Dude, it was, that movie, technically an achievement as well, but not a, not an achievement. Like, it was supposed to be, and it looks like trash. Yeah. Because anytime Will Smith talks as his younger self, it's the lip thing. It's like, how have you guys not mastered this? And especially when uh, when his clone version is in light. 
Dude, it, that's one of how about the really how show. about the scene where they're around all the skulls and they're just like two things fighting? Like yeah, you it can't was, see anything. It's the it's the Matrix Reloaded shit where there's no weight to any of their fight. Burly brawl. It was so bad, and that movie the dialogue is trash, the direction is trash, the physics are awful, the plot is just it it's literally a '90s movie thrown <laughs> into the 2010s. Yeah. Uh, number third worst movie of 2019, Gemini Man. All right. My number two worst film, 2019, Dark Phoenix. Oh, wow. Ooh, that movie was bad. That movie yeah. was a dumpster fire. I thought Apocalypse was bad. I didn't think it would get worse. And it I, didn't did. we agree that Apocalypse is... No, Apoc- I thought Apocalypse was worse than Dark Phoenix. I did not. Okay. I just thought... My main reason for thinking it's worse... Uh, you took or a- no, it was because less, uh, X-Men 3 The Last Stand is now better than Dark Phoenix. That's I'll agree with that. Yeah. I'll agree was. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just felt like uh, there was one good scene, and it was that train fight, and that was it. And it's yeah. just not enough to redeem the whole film for me. Yeah. It just made no sense. They killed off Jennifer Lawrence in two seconds because clearly she didn't want to be in that movie anymore. Yep. And like, and it didn't make any sense for the plot. Like, I, you can tell it was just because she wanted out. Like, it wasn't yeah. because of any other reason. She phoned in her performance. I'm just bashing Jennifer Lawrence right now. But, but you should. But She's she, garbage. The first act of that movie was just like bad because of her. Yeah. Um. I, I want to say that, uh, what's her name, Suarez, Suarez, ah, fuck, the one from Game of Thrones who played Phoenix. What is her goddamn name? I could look it up, but I don't want to. Sophie um, Turner. There it is. Um, I love her on Game of Thrones. She's really good. I don't think she's a good actress. I don't understand how she's so bad in this movie. She, she, But she's been bad in all the X-Men movies. I don't think she's good as Jean Grey. I don't, I've never seen her act in anything other than that, because I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I, will, she's, I think she's only been in Game of Thrones and X-Men. Because she's not good. She's really good in Game of Thrones. Um, everybody's really good in Game of Thrones. Even if they have shit scripts, they're still really good in that show. Um, which, all of season eight was terrible. But, I just I, everybody was... Michael Fassbender was good. He's always good. He's Michael Fassbender. But he's also um, supposed to be, what, 70? Yeah, 70 at this point? Yeah, the whole timeline thing makes no sense to me. Like, they keep jumping forward decades, but nobody's aging. Yeah, I like, mean, everyone talks about that, but it, it's like, they're not all Wolverine. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand it. I, this movie makes no sense. It didn't need to have. I just, it sucked. It sucked. Leave X Men on the shelf for like seven years, but, and then come back. to Yeah, it. I mean Marvel. Marvel will bring it back because they hopefully bought they'll it. they'll wait. Because yeah, it, it's such a poor taste. Yeah. So yeah, number two, Dark Phoenix, go to hell. Um, my number two, we talked about it, Dumbo. Number yeah. two for me. Uh, this is my. I hate. The reason I hate that movie so much is because um, it is like what you were saying, where it seems like someone's just doing Tim Burton, but there's no spirit there. Yeah. And I think the same can be said about John Favreau with The Lion King, because John Favreau also did The Jungle Book, okay? Yeah. But Jungle Book was the first adaptation that they had, right? Mm. And you watch it, and you're like, oh my god, this is a great movie, because they're adding to the story. You have emoting animals. It's it's really good and believable. Mm. And you have an uh, 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 talk talking animals, right, to a human. So Mowgli can talk to the animals. Mm. Now, in Dumbo, you set up a world where animals and humans can't talk. Mm. But then, randomly, just for the story, you can have a human say, do it for Mama Dumbo, and then Dumbo goes, oh, I did it! It is the dumbest (laughs) plot contrivance. Well, Garrett, it's for children. Guess what? So is Wally. So is Up. Up. Yeah. These are movies that are. So is The Lion King, the original. So is Dumbo, the original. 
And uh, the what? What about the fuck? Like they had to do the nod to the original Dumbo with the, the, the elephants drinking sequ- yeah. sequence, but then they turn it into like, oh, Dumbo's actually seeing this. Well, they turn it into no... everybody in the tent can see these yeah. like, magical like, bubble elephants. So now there's magic in the movie. There well, wasn't there are, before. There's already a flying elephant, so. I, I get that, but it's only with his feather, right? It's because it's his ears are so big that no, he can fly. No, he doesn't fly. need a feather, Garrett. Oh, it's been in him that's the whole right. time. Well, and that's, that's another thing, too, is, like, she throws the feather into the fire, but, like, he she had just thrown a locket in there, and then someone had to go get it or something. Yeah, I Wasn't don't it? remember the end of that movie. Yeah, so then it's like, but if you throw the thing in, it's, he's going to go after it. But because you've communicated to him, Dumbo, you don't need the feather. <laughs> he fucking flies. I hate it. I hated Dumbo yeah, so much. Yeah, that movie sucked. But that's another thing where it's like, The Lion King is John Favreau as well, but The Jungle Book was them dipping their feet in the water mm-hmm. of this kind of live action, you know. So I feel like they gave John Favreau free reign. And then they started panicking, and they're like, well, we can't follow that up, so we're just going to do all of our own remakes. And then um, they like they had too much control, so then the director wasn't able to have their complete stamp on it. And I think that's really the issue. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, what's next for them? I don't know. I stopped caring. They've done, they've done the Snow White ones. Oh, Mulan. That's the next one. Oh, Mulan. Mulan. Which, actually, the new that trailer look looks really yeah. great. So they must have given free reign again. Maybe. I don't know. Mushu won't be in it. All right. Honorable mentions, or in this case, dishonorable mentions. Yes, dishonorables. Uh, my, I only have two dishonorable mentions. Uh, I had a lot to choose from, but I narrowed it down to two. Uh, Green Book is one of my dishonorable mentions for the worst yeah, film of yeah, 2019. Yeah. When I first reviewed that movie, I think I gave it a seven, but I think yeah. I bumped it up just because I felt relatable to the character. Yeah. Um, but upon you know months of reflection... That movie is just another stupid, contrived white savior film that masquerades as like a Black Pride film. Wait a second. When did that come out? Green Book? Because our last conversation on the last episode was talking about Oscars, and that won. January 17th. That won Best Picture for 2018. It came out January 17th. When well, did we did the episode January 17th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the movie came out before that, though. Okay. Because right. we waited a couple weeks to see that one. We had That's like an right. off week. So it came out December 30th. Okay, so it's still in there, but it's the worst movie that we saw of 2018. That we saw of 2018. Okay. 2019. 2019, yeah. yes. Um, yeah, Green Book. This, I mean, this movie, it, it, it enforces all these like poor stereotypes from like, um, you know, the 60s between like black and white relations, mm-hmm. and then it's like they bring up these things that are super racist, but they never really dive into it. Yeah, and like it's so surface level, and it's annoying because like Mahershala Ali is never the one to address any of these like injustices, it's always Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, and it's like if you want to empower black people and show black people being powerful in a movie, then have the black person be the powerful one. Yeah, like don't have him you know, get shunned out of a room where he's supposed to perform and they won't let him eat dinner in the lounge and then he just says, oh, that's fine, I'll go back and I'll eat in the, the quarters. And then, and then the one says, no, wait a minute, fuck that, man. You deserve to eat with everybody else. Yeah. And it's like, we don't need that anymore. This is 2020, you guys. This tw- well, this was 2019. This yeah. is a different time. <laughs> a totally uh, different time in America. <laughs> but I mean, we don't need that shit. It's happened already. Yeah. We, we can fucking defend ourselves now. I remember giving it a good rating because I was like, well, I mean, who's it hurting? Like that, but it's like the more that, the moment it got the Oscar win for Best Picture, I was floored. Yeah. I was like, there are so many other great movies that how... We've got a whole list of them. How (laughs) the fuck? Well, technically it's 2017. Or 2018. Yeah. Because we saw 29. Okay. All right. Um, Number two. 
I have, uh, we've talked about two of my oh, honorable, honorable mentions. Mention, yeah, right. honorable mentions that I've written down. Dark Phoenix, we talked about already. That mm-hmm. was one of my honorables. Because um, I don't think it's as bad as X-Men. Or no, I, I think that it is, it's fucking bad. Uh, <laughs> the Lion King, we've talked about that in extent. Uh, I'm going to give one, this could be controversial for you. Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, come on. I hate those movies. Yeah, I know. Um, but that I, that one wasn't even fun for me because it's like I will admit it's my least favorite Fast and Furious movie, even behind Tokyo Drift. Wow. Yeah, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. For what it was. Well, I just don't like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, I love the Rock. I can't get behind him. I'm rock hard for the Rock. Come on, baby. I can't get behind him. Can't get in front of him. He won't talk to me. <laughs> Jason Statham, on the other hand. Oh, Kevin Hart's also in that movie. Yep. He's got a cameo, so they worked. Well, oh, fucking. He's I hate, in a lot, actually. I hate both of them. Have you seen um, the documentary on Netflix? This documentary, six-part documentary. No, him? but I heard about it. It's. I watched the first episode. It's really good. It like takes place during that whole year of everything going wrong for him. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's like when he got those those homophobic tweets and like when he stepped off the Oscars, cheated on his wife. Like he did a documentary during that whole thing. Wow. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Good for it. him. Um. Also, uh, so this is the other one that I haven't. This is. My, I'll be my, my last honorable mention. Um, I got one more too. It will go to you, and then I'll do my top one, and then your top one. Sure. Right? Okay. Brightburn. Really? I'm going to say, because it's the same as Rise of Skywalker, which that that could be on it, but I don't think it's one of the worst movies. Mm. But it's it's because it had such a good idea, yeah. and it could have been so good. But then we got Joker, and I think that Joker outshines it, because that took it to a whole new level. Mm. Brightburn... It's another thing with the characters in the movie where it's just like, you're just doing this shit so it the movie can keep going. Yeah. It's so annoying to me as a as a as a, a watcher of a movie, as a fan of film, and also just a moviegoer in general. It had such promise and they delivered on none of it. Yeah. Brightburn is a fucking trash heap. So sad. My uh honorable mention, Glass. Ooh. That movie was so disappointing because of how good Split was. Yeah. Um, Split and Unbreakable are two of my favorite M. Night Shyamalan films. Yeah. Which isn't saying much. He hasn't made a ton of great ones. He's made a two, three really good ones, two fine ones, and a couple of bad ones. What is, what's the other fine one? I know the... Uh, Signs. I enjoyed Signs. Signs is great. Um, and then... The Village? Uh, the Village until the end. I kind of like that. Kind of like that. Because it's kind of like a, a, a speaking about, like... It can even be relatable now. What if, dude, what if The Village came out now? My problem with the, I don't think it could come out now. I think we're too connected as a society for that to ever happen. And my big problem with the end of that movie, ruining the rest of the movie for me, is it, it creates so many plot holes. Like, what if a plane flies overhead? How do they explain that? How can they, if she's literally within running distance of a free, like a main road, how's it never heard cars? There's just so many, how has yeah. no one else stumbled in this society before? There's so many reasons where I'm just like, this makes no sense now mm-hmm. that I just can't get behind well, it. Well, I think it's it's like, the thing with M. Night Shyamalan movies too, is like, you're just building up to the twist. It's the same with The Sixth Sense. Yeah. It's like, if you really, like, what, what do you fucking buy a bus ticket to get on the bus? Come on now. He just floated um, Huh? He's, he's, around. he's like, oh, I guess I'm the only one that doesn't have to pay. For- oh, thank you, bus driver. Oh, you're going to wait for me to sit down? Like, just the imagining. So it's all these things that are building up. So the plane thing, it can all be explained away if you're just looking forward to the twist. Yeah. And I think his writing style, it's such a great um, talking point on 
modern culture of like what's happening and I think that you can look at fear and religion and all those things work into the theme of that movie and I think he was on that kick as well because science is like Catholicism yeah and um, fear base and all that stuff so it's like those two go hand in hand for me at least yeah and then and science can be picked apart because you're like what you went to the place with 75% water it's like everyone brings up these things but it's like you gotta kind of let your mind go when it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie Glass I really thought was going to be great so and I think I walked out saying I liked it more than you did hmm. but it is a huge bummer of an ending because it's, we were building to this well, and that, this was the twist on the whole franchise that and I just feel like for me that movie reeks of a film that ran out of money because like Ooh, the whole yeah. movie builds up to like they keep talking about this showdown at this giant building and, like, I kind of I'll be honest I kind of like that We'll see, I but like then, that. But then what we get is like a really underwhelming ending. Like you get a, a brawl in a parking lot. You know I like subverting expectations. I think I really like that. But see, I don't think it was purposely done. I think it was. I think that the ran he out had, of money. I think the film ran out of money. Interesting. I mean, he kept building up to like this big set piece, and like I understand subverting expectations, but like the fact that they never even went to the set piece. But or, wouldn't you have cut that during? Like, if you filmed all the scenes talking about that big thing, if you didn't want to do that, wouldn't you have I just... I mean, the whole plot was built around them having this big reveal for the world to see. Like, the whole plot was built well, around... Well, the world does see it when they film the shit and then put it out on... Yeah, but the problem with the problem with doing it in a parking lot and having it be, like, on some security Isolated, footage, yeah. everybody can be like, well, that's fake. Once again, do... but once again, we're M. Night Shyamalaning, so you can't, like, pick apart... You have well, to, like, let that thing go. Well, what I'm saying is... What I'm saying is the reason you can't cut it out is because it was very obvious that his plan, that Glass's plan, was to have this showdown yeah. at this unveiling. Because, like, that way the whole public can see it. You can't dispute it because there are eyewitnesses. Like, so I feel like if it's live, like, you're not going to doctor it. No one's going to question that. But what I'm saying is if he planned on doing that from the start, the thing that you'd have to let go is, well, I mean, you know, people are going to look at that and be like, it's fake CG. But it's like, it's the same thing as like, wow, why did they go to the planet with 75% water? Well, why did he not buy a bus ticket? Well, why did... No, 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 it's not the same but thing. It, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's similar. I just think because, like, in, in, in Glass's mind, if he were to release just security footage on YouTube, people would take it, tear it apart and be like, this isn't real. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, the reason he wanted to have the showdown at this unveiling of the largest building in the world is because there's no yeah. way of faking it when it's live. People are there, cameras are live, news crews are live. You're not putting CGI footage on live broadcasts in the news. Well, Glass didn't plan on having it in the parking lot, did he? No, he planned on having it at the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is the reason it happened in the parking lot is because I think the film ran out of budget and they couldn't Yeah, I, I know building. what you're saying. I don't... I mean, that's... It's like worth a rewatch, maybe. Yeah. Because also, I, I want some behind the scenes. I don't know if there's going to be any because the movie didn't do very well. <laughs> That's a, I, I really hope that the budget didn't run out, and I hope it was intended for that. Because I, I actually do like that aspect of it, because it's the subverting expectation And then it's just thing. like that whole fight, everybody fucking dies. And, and, I know, and that was like, a big bummer. Fucking, the, the, the beast is like this unkillable thing, except for when it's when he's not. And then mm -hmm. Mr., or, um, uh, um, what's his fucking name? The, the Bruce Willis character. The, the... The Watcher. Yeah, him just well, getting I don't drowned know in a puddle. I know. After he punches his way out of a giant container of water and he drowns in a... Come on, M. Night. I know. I mean, that's just, for me... Ugh. Ugh. But you had to have them die for the dumb reveal at the end. I don't know. I really... Uh, that's... It's it's another movie that I wanted to rewrite in my head, like I did Ad Astra. That's another thing 
that that could have been on this list. If that ending would have been my ending, it would have been top five of the year Ugh, for sure. I forgot how the movie ended. Um, he goes to space and grabs his dad and then gets mm-hmm. his dad out of there and then his dad breaks free and then he gets to the ship and then comes back to Earth and his life's all hunky-dory. Oh, yeah. I love the idea that he was hallucinating and then his dad wasn't there. He just took a dead body out of the space station, had this like talk with him, and it's just a dead body the whole time, and then he... like imagines all this stuff and then he that's the culmination of him like becoming him full self and then going to earth and getting everything back together because I don't think I think that that would have been much more impactful he did all this to see that his dad's dead in like makes up this idea in his mind but I mean that was for me um, so we did honorable mentions right number one worst film 2019 I'll do it first yeah Hellboy mine too oh my god <laughs> it was I think I had so much fun because of how out of touch it was mm. and how bad the CG was. It was, that's for me the worst movie of 2019, but also the most fun I think I had. Oh, really? Because it is it is a fucking chore to get through, and I'm like, how bad is this going to get? And it kept getting worse. Yeah, that movie sucked it, it real was hard. the worst. Um, I mean, David Harbour's performance was fine, but it felt like he was just doing a Ron Perlman yeah. performance. Like, it's just like, why? The movie did not need to be made. Like, no. there's no. Just make a Hellboy 3. Yeah. Like, why I mean, make. Said that why reboot it? It just. The movie made no sense. Nobody wanted it. Nobody asked for it. David Harbour probably regrets the fuck out of it. Dude, I would. Like, I just, I just hated that movie. The CGI was bad. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was like, so bad. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it was pointless and. God, it was another thing where the CG, there's just no life to anything. There's no weight. Mm. Like, there's, like, what, the, the razor blade things? Like, Dude, I don't remember around. the movie. You don't? I don't remember anything about that movie. You walked out when he was getting the shit kicked out of him, and there's just no physics whatsoever to that entire fight scene with these big gargoyle monsters. Mm. It was, dude, it was trash. Oh, that's not on our list. Toy Story 4? make my list, no. No, not mine either. It was good, but not that good. Um, where can the kids find you this week? I don't even know what week this is. <laughs> um, so it's coming out next. So right now, it's coming out next Thursday. So Nowhere. Not doing shit that weekend. Um, find me on my couch. Yeah. I'll, I'll be at Dr. Grins again. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, Friday. So tonight and tomorrow. And then um, can't remember who the headliner is right offhand, but it's going to be fun. And then the 11th. I'll be uh, in Jackson. Dan Curry put together a show. Jackson, Michigan. Bill Bouchard is headlining. One of my faves. I love Bill. And uh, he will love you, too. I'm doing that show on the 25th. Oh, great. You headlining? Nope. Diego Antanasio. Nice. Um, That was our top five, bottom five of 2019. Yeah, that was fun. I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elziga. And And that that was 2019. 2019. I spent some time with a very funny guy named Kyle Plouffe, Dan Donahue, Caroline Smith. Real stories. How about multi-dimensionally occupied? And the boys go into the house and we start getting knocking on the truck door. 
real places. We are looking for the ruins of the Cobb Estate in the haunted forest located in Altadena, California. Yes, ma'am. And we think we found it. I believe this we're here. Is real funny. Anything louder than we've already heard, you're just gonna see me growing smaller in the distance as I run away. <laughs> Alright, listeners, I'm in the bathroom now. You don't have to talk, David. Get ready. Oh, shit. Okay, well, we're definitely not alone out here. What was that? Check out Laughing in the Dark, the podcast where I, Sarah Jones, explore a new haunted place with a new comedian every week. Find Laughing in the Dark anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And we want you to listen to another Another episode episode podcast. podcast. Each week, we bring in a comedian to help us talk about our awkward teen years. And the movies that got us through it. We talk about movies like Stand By Me. Clueless. Little Shop of Horrors. Baseballs. And so many more. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and anywhere you find your podcasts. So we look forward to you joining us on another another episode episode podcast. podcast. (laughs) Keep that.